0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might
1: just help you learn something, in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly. But you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell.
2: Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, this is Dr. Gary Bell. All right. Now, today we're going to really talk about something that's so important um, and so many families struggle with this because we don't really know how to understand what the transition from child to adulthood looks like. Many people don't know how to differentiate between what is a child and what is an adult and what is in the middle ground of that And so a lot of people are gray. They carry a lot of childish features. They carry some very, very childish features. And then they carry some adult-like features. And so what we want to do is differentiate that benchmark, that, that place where someone actually becomes an adult. And this is so important because if we understand it, we have a better sense of how to mentor, how to guide, and how to treat people who are immature or mature or maturing and it gives us a lot of insight as to how to uh, deal with their behavior and how to see it because if we can gauge their level of maturity, we can also understand and respect where they are and uh, and not not try to uh, p- apply adult measures onto somebody who doesn't have adult-like behavior. You know, the interesting thing is in this day and age, the deluge of, of internet, online activity, television with thousands of stations that you could watch, uh, radio stations all over the place, satellite radio. I mean, there there is so much exposure that people have, and there's so much diversity that people have as far as making choices of what they want to do with their career, their life, how they want to influence their perspective, their points of view. I mean, we, we truly have what's called a global economy in this world, and that means that we can view what's going on in the world at any moment all over the world, and that's fascinating But at the same time, it's also overstimulating. And what we used to consider back in the Leave it to Beaver days, back in the 50s, was that somebody is 18 years old, they're an adult. But the deal is, is that with all this exposure, the choices have begun to be so diverse that young people have a very hard time deciding what they want to do with their life and where they want to go and it, stun, it, it stunts their growth. It actually pushes back their developmental stages. And if you look at true development of today's uh, uh, teenagers transitioning into adults, a true adult usually does not truly arrive in today's society until about 32. The, the old 18 is about 32 right now. That, that, that is that people actually at that point oftentimes by majority – are beginning to make full adult decisions in their life and have a direction that they're comfortable with. It doesn't mean that it applies to everyone, but they have the tools to do that. Um, they may not choose to do that, but they have the tools to do that. So, the 18, 18 is the new 32. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, what we have to look at is we have to compare the child's brain Uh, and that is mainly a teenager's brain, to an adult. You know, teenagers can look like adults. They can dress like adults and even act like adults at times. Sometimes it might be hard to tell teenagers from adults. And at other times, it's not hard at all. You know, the deal is people that are in their teenage years are learning how to be social. But when they transition into their 20s and on into their 30s, they're learning to be a part of society, and that means responsibility. And so, it, you know, it, it's very crucial to remember that teenagers' brains are wired completely different. It's it's long been known that at the end of the day, teenagers don't just think like adults, and that's because the different sections of their brains, and I'm not going to go into all this neurological stuff, but I want to begin so that you understand the organic difference between a teenager and an adult from a sense of what they have the potential to pick up. You know, their brains aren't connected the way they will be once they're matured a little more. More specifically, teenagers lack many of the nerve connections that tie the the frontal lobe to the rest of the brain. And this limits their ability to think ahead. You know, for years, parents have wondered just what weird thought processes make their teenage children do the irrational, stupid things that they've known for. You know, crime rates go up in late teen years, so that the number of accidents, mortality rates, neurological studies have shown that they just can't help it. It all has to do with the way the brain matures. You know, a concept that's been given a pretty logical name of neuromaturation, the brain is made up of white matter and gray matter. And so the gray matter stores all the information and the white matter forms the connections between the different parts of the brain. And the white matter is primarily fat. And, and if, if you know this, the brain is one of the fattest organs in the body. It's also one of the softest organs, and God forbid you take drugs because that will fry up a lot of that fat, and that will fry up sections of your brain for the rest of your life, uh, especially that hard stuff. So our, our gray matter matures when we're between 11 and 12 years old, but the white matter hasn't completely developed until we're in our early 20s, and sometimes in our 30s, and that means that the brains of teenagers literally aren't physically fully connected. And in an adult brain, there are a number of neural connections that allow different parts of the brain to all work together. So, in the teenage brain, these connections aren't fully formed and unsurprisingly impacts the brain's ability to process information in a way that looks like the entire picture. You know, it's also been found then in the last part of the brain to finish developing in its connections is the frontal lobe, and that's where your logic is. And it's also the part of the brain that governs attention span, impulses, and motivation. You know, teenage brains, that, that, that also means, uh, by the way, that, you know, motivation – is something that deadens in teenagers. They're already at a disadvantage motivationally. But number two, they start smoking pot and guess what happens? They, they're, they're completely unplugged and that part of the brain delays and delays and delays and delays in development. So if, if teenagers are taking drugs like marijuana, they're basically de- uh, delaying the impact of their brain to be able to form at the maturity rate of their peers. So... You know, they're also, they're, the teenage brains are more receptive to the benefits gained from certain interactions with their environment. You know, there's a helpful, practical reason for this. It can help encourage learning, exploring new experiences, but it also can lead to problems in that the physical brain chemistry that's milling around in teenage brains makes them much more likely to become addicted to things and much more quickly than an adult, and, and in those addictions, they can hold on through adulthood because they form habits. And so the brain chemistry of an adult, on the other hand, fluctuates much less, makes uh, pleasurable sensations return to emotional baseline much quicker, and it also makes forming habits, good or bad, take longer in adults. So that means a, an adult brain has a better shot at overcoming addiction than a, a teenage brain that moves into adulthood. You know, another difference between adult and teenage brains is the way that they respond to emotions of other people. You know, it, it's been discovered that when teenagers uh, were were asked to interact with like images of other people and interpret their emotions on different faces, they were not using a different part of their brain to process the information, but the conclusions they drew we're very different from adult conclusions. For example, facial expressions that adults recognize uh, as fear are interpreted as anger in teenagers, it's suggesting basically that teenagers' inability to relate to adults isn't just a matter of being stubborn, but it may be a difference in the way they're viewing in the entire interaction. So the gradual change that parents see come over teens that signals their maturation into adults is a physical maturation of their brains. So adult brains have a thick coating. It's essentially a white fat and it's called myelin and and it's it's stretched over protecting the nerves of the brain. It also makes connections faster and the physical development of the myelin is making a teens behavior become gradually less bizarre like an alien creature, and more like an intelligent, responsible adult. But that myelin takes time to develop, and teenage brains just don't have it. Uh, they do, but not to the degree that an adult does. And once again, if a teenager is going to be susceptible to drugs and alcohol, and they're going to fall into that, that um, way of life, the myelin is not going to develop very strongly And those connections are not going to develop very strongly because they're not interacting with their environment. They're not letting their brain experientially learn. You know, teenagers can do the craziest things. They can drive at high speeds. They, they, they stand around outside a loud parties, smoking weed in front of cops. They guzzle liquor. They insult their parents. They lie to them. They feel no remorse because, of course, their parents are idiots. You know, when people are around 15 or 16 years old, many brain cells in the cortex die off while others are created. And the new connections uh, form. Among them. And a lot of basic cognitive abilities, which is called like advanced reasoning, ab- abstract thinking, self consciousness, rapidly expand during that period of time that late teenage period of time however once again if there's drugs and alcohol if there is a lack of responsiveness to an environment that part of the brain that pre- prefrontal cortex and frontal cortex doesn't get that white blood that that white fat that is needed that myelin that is needed for the brain to to be healthy So these circuits, which include uh, dopamine-containing neurons, the prefrontal cortex, the deeper areas of the brain, such as the uh, nucleus accumbens and the amygdala, may provide a hormonal joint that causes some teenagers to embrace risky behaviors because, once again, they don't have that prefrontal cortex uh, commanding them. And so a lot of our uh, gut reaction part of our brain, our emotional parts of our brain, operate our life if we don't develop that very strong uh, myelin that connects our logic to our emotions and allows us to calm down and be peaceful people with all of our emotions already at our fingertips and fully intuitive about our environment. You know, so we have to look at brain development that, it, that, that before we look at the logic of how people think. And that is so important. You know, here's a normal to an abnormal compared to an abnormal teen. A normal teen behavior is they want to spend more time with peers and less time with family. Teen behavior that is a concern is they're not wanting to spend time with either family or friends and they're shunning all social activity. That is not good behavior. That means there's something wrong with that teenager. There could be drugs. There could be alcohol. There could be depression. There could be all kinds of things. A normal teen behavior is reluctance to get up early for school. And and, uh, a teen behavior that causes concern is an absolute refusal to attend school, especially if this behavior happens suddenly and accompanies other signs of distress or depression, which also can mean substance abuse. Another normal teen behavior is needing more sleep or developing a larger appetite during growth spurts. Now, abnormal compared to that is sudden changes in energy levels like sleeping abnormally long or not being able to sleep at all, sudden changes in appetite, consistent overeating or undereating accompanied by quick fluctuations in weight. That means there's something wrong with this kid. There's something going on in their life. Uh, normal team behavior is sadness and anxiety followed with fights with friends or a breakup with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Abnormal is sadness and anxiety that doesn't uh, correct itself or decreases in intensity after a few days or a couple of weeks. Normal, some light uh, risk-taking or experimenting with sex, alcohol, drugs, self-harming behaviors such as cutting, that is actually normal in small bits. But extremely risky behavior and delinquent behavior, including a disregard for like house rules, parents' concern, laws of society, turning to cutting as a form of emotional, physical release, that is abnormal. And once again, we have to look at this because this brain won't develop well if we allow this risk-taking behavior, the extreme, the abnormal Also, normal teen behavior is turning to a a, a pet for comfort instead of a parent or a friend. But an abnormal is somebody that harms a pet or tortures them or kills any animal. That's that's an antisocial behavior. That is a future criminal standing there in front of you. So normal would be worrying about physical appearance and trying to fit in. Abnormal is sudden and significant changes in eating behaviors, over-exercising, and other indications of eating disorders. So, we got to look at that. So, at 18, what is normal is physical development. Most young uh, people over 18 uh, will uh, complete the process of a physical maturation, usually attaining adult weight, and also they develop secondary sexual characteristics such as The size of their penis and breasts are finally completed at about 18 years old. You know, most young adults at age 18 will move into adult roles and responsibilities and may learn a trade, work, and pursue higher education. But that doesn't mean they function at a mature level, but they may have the ability to begin to enter adult life. They identify career goals, prepare to achieve them, maybe go to college, and 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 begin that journey, and that is so important and that's why, and you know if you look at higher education. It's very important for parents to consider if you're supporting your child going to school uh, to get a higher education or they're supporting themselves is to understand it is not as, more, as important for them to know what they want to do with their education as it is to begin to pursue their education because in the first two years most of what they learn is general education and that's so important because the last two years of college is when you begin to form your expertise in some area. However, most uh, master's programs will accept any bachelor's degree to some degree uh, into their programs. So you can start and get a very good like a social science or, or a psychology, whatever you want to get, and you can actually transcend into something a little more specific in your major and even into your doctorate. So it doesn't, your bachelor's doesn't necessarily dictate where you're going to go educationally. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to start looking at what defines an adult, how to differentiate, and then we're going to go on into the adult life and the problem solving and what makes an adult. Thanks for listening.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856. Or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951 818 7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
2: Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about what transcends between childhood to adulthood, how to differentiate the transition between being a child, teenager, into adult life. You know, uh, most kids at 18 move into more adult-like relationships with their parents, we hope. Now, I'm saying 18 here, but I will tell you that this may happen somewhere between 18 to 32 years old, and it may never happen in, in today's world because a lot of parents will just sit around because they, they feel like they are empty without their children and allow their children just to hang around for the rest of their lives and even raise their children's children as their ch- as their children make mistakes and do more more terrible things. But, you know, the average... The average kid somewhere between 18 to 25 to 32 will move into adult relationships with their parents, which means that your parent is no longer guiding your life. That means you own your life and your parent is there to cheer you on and not taking a center stage role and taking responsibility every time you fall down, every time you make mistakes. They're not there to pick you up. They're there to cheer you on and to guide you and maybe offer you a little advice but they're sure not there to own your life and pick you up for your, because you can't do it yourself. You've got to learn how to do that yourself. They also uh, see their peer group, that means their friends, as less important and, and less determinant of their behavior. Uh, you know, the, the, what transcends during 18 to 32 is they begin to feel more empathetic for other people. They have greater empathy skills, uh, intimacy skills. They complete their values framework. They carry some feelings of invincibility. They establish their body image. Their sexual development is completed. And most young adults, 18 and over, will enter into an intimate, sexual, and emotional relationship. And they understand their own sexual orientation at this point, although they may still experiment. And that is... The God's truth. You know, a lot of people don't know whether they're homosexual, bisexual, uh, heterosexual, whatever, and they still experiment during their 20s to 30s and sometimes throughout the course of their life. And, and so we in this, in this society have grown to understand that, that human beings are much more complicated creatures than the black and white thinking of what you are. You know, what, what we used to consider is gay is no longer gay. Gay can come in all different flavors, you know, transsexual. I mean, there's just so much diversity. So when a person says they're gay, that may not mean to the extreme, but it sometimes does and it often does. So, you know, it's a very, very diverse world we live in, folks. And so we have to understand that these folks in their 20s, early 30s, they're still experimenting and, and, uh, you know, some may be going all different directions. You'll, you know, they also begin to shift their emphasis from self to others and they experience more intense sexuality during that phase. And that's normal because of the procreation of our species. We're biologically designed to screw like rabbits when we're in our 18 up to 32. That is, and uh, in, in, in women, it actually goes much longer. Um, So what defines an adult? You know, what constitutes emotional maturity, uh, adulthood? Well, there's some very defining characteristics of what a true adult is. A true adult is they realize that maturity is an ongoing process and not a state, not a final place, and they continuously strive to self-improve. A true adult also is able to manage personal jealousy and feelings of envy They have the ability to listen and evaluate viewpoints of other people, not just their own. Their own point of view is important, but it also is a consultative life. They also maintain patience and flexibility on a daily basis because life is change. They also accept the fact that you can't always win and they learn from mistakes instead of whining about the outcome. So, failure is an opportunity to learn rather than failure is a conclusion. They also don't overanalyze negative points, but instead they look for positive points in the subject being analy- analyzed. And it's also they're able to differentiate between a rational decision and an emotional impulse. This is adulthood, folks. They also understand that no skill or talent can overshadow the act of preparation. An adult is capable of managing their temper and their anger. They also keep other people's feelings in mind and limit selfishness. And by the way, I have to ask you, you look at people around you that are 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and many of them don't have these qualities. Why? Well, some people get left behind and never mature. Some people take drugs and alcohol and they just never mature. They never fully take responsibility for their life. Therefore, they never become an adult. They never exercise their brain in a way that it is actually a functioning adult brain. And it is so sad that people in society exist in a childish way of thinking and operate as children yet have an adult body and appear to be adults. And yet, that is the way we all are. We are not black and white. We're not black and white. We are gray as people. You know, adults shows confidence without being overly arrogant. They handle pressure with self-composure. They take ownership and responsibility of their own personal actions. And they also manage their own fears. They don't try to get comfort from everybody. They also are able to see You know, that that there is gray in this world, and they accept negative feedback as a tool for self-improvement. They're aware of their personal insecurities, their self-esteem, and they're also, and what is self-esteem? Well, self-esteem is learning how to say no to things that hurt you. If you know how to set boundaries, that means you are forming an adult life. You're forming characters. You're, You're starting to be able to make decisions for yourself and define who you are. Understanding that open communication is the key to progression, and that means that your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth, and I'm willing to hear your truth if you're willing to hear my truth. And guess what? You can have a wonderful, harmonious, well-communicated marriage or relationship if you're willing to hear your partner's perspective and begin there. Also, you know, true adults do what they have to do when it's required of them. And they do what they want when they can. They're, they're able to distinguish between the two and manage their time and efforts accordingly. And so this is a huge differentiation between what is a child and what is an adult. And if you listen to these factors, this is all about taking responsibility for your life and making your life bigger than you. You know, I often say we're souls living a human life. If you come in contact with what you're passionate about in this life, you're going to hone your adult life because that means you're going to start going towards what your soul was designed to do and passion will come through. Your life will become bigger than you are and you will have no other choice but to step into your adult life and take responsibility. And guess what? Adult life is where peace is. And the more adult you could become, the more peaceful your life will become. So, Let's talk about uh, behavior and problem solving and decision making. You know, many parents don't understand why their teenagers occasionally have, you know, impulsive, irrational, dangerous ways. And so it may seem like they don't think things true. And we once again talked about the prefrontal cortex. But, but what we also have to look at is, is uh, changing brains. Uh, from uh, the the adolescents to adults. You know, pictures of the brain in action show that they function differently. And so, once again, we talked about the prefrontal cortex, but we have to understand what the problems are in the brain of a teenager biologically. Well, they misread or misinterpret social cues and emotions because they don't have what's called emotional intelligence. They haven't developed a vocabulary of emotions. So, rage... May mean to them that they're tired, or they're frustrated, uh, or they're just uh, uh, wanting to communicate, but they don't feel like they're heard. They feel disrespected, you know. So the bottom line is, they they have one emotion that may demonstrate lots of emotions. Also, they also get into accidents of all kinds because they're very impulsive and they're they're ba- basically able to. Uh, get their attention taken away very quickly. That's why they're horrible drivers. They also engage in dangerous, risky behavior. They get involved in fights. And that's because they want to take responsibility. They want to own their life. They want to become an adult so bad that they just jump in full tilt, take risks, and all of a sudden find that they don't have the skill set to to act. You know, adolescents are less likely to think before they act. They, they, they are less likely to pause to consider potential consequences. Once again, the brain's not neurologically put together yet. And they also don't know how to modify their dangerous or inappropriate behaviors. And so we have to understand that when we're raising these kids and when we're dealing with kids at that age that they are not fully blossomed. They are disabled to some degree and they still require a lot of maintenance. So, once again, let's get back to what makes an adult. Well, what makes an adult is having a job, buying a home, getting married, having a child. You know, rather than uh, become a, a parent that becoming an adult is about, well, you know, across cultures, many adults are considered people who accept responsibility. They make independent decisions and they become financially independent. That is an adult. You know, age alone does not make an adult. But what does, especially in the United States, is people are getting married and they're having kids later in life. And and that's because they know that they are personally not ready. They're not ready. They're not mature enough to do that. And so as they begin to emerge into adulthood, they, they begin to take responsibility for their life. They get, begin to make financially good decisions. They begin to plan ahead, make independent choices. That's when they begin to finally develop family. Unfortunately, there are breeding stock out there and there are true parents. And, you know, there's a lot of breeding stock out there. That everybody can screw. Everybody can make babies once they're adults. The problem is is that not everybody is fully an adult that does that. And they may have the body of an adult, but they have the brain of a child. And they make all these children, but they don't have the skill sets, the empathy, or the adult brain to actually raise them. And it's so sad out there, but we cannot control that. You know, know, in the United States, we can't even drink until we're 21. But, you know, at least in some states. You know, but a legal adulthood is at 18. Voting is at 18. The ability to join the military is at 18, even below 18 sometimes. You know, uh, you're allowed to watch adult movies at 17. Uh, Kids can hold a job as young as 14, depending on what state they live in. And they can often deliver newspapers, babysit, or work for their parents even younger than that. You know, so chronological age is not a particularly good indicator of maturity. But it's something we need to do for practical purposes. So we all know people who are 21, 22 years old who are very wise and mature, but we also know people who are very immature and very reckless. And we're not going to start giving people maturity tests to decide whether they can buy alcohol or not. So, here it is. you just, we, Our laws just give it away to people despite their maturity level. There's no way to indicate maturity. So, that creates danger in our society because you have a lot of children that get into a lot of bad habits and develop a lot of stupid, friends and they they basically scrape the bottom of the barrel at the first start of their life and they never really step into adulthood. They get into drugs and alcohol and sitting around with their friends. They never form an adult brain and they still function in life and unfortunately many parents sit around and allow this to happen. You know, this is a problem that not only the teenager that moves into adulthood or basically matures into adulthood, but their brain never matures, this is not only their problem. This is the parents' problem that sit around and allow it and provide them a place to stall, uh, provide them limbo, never help them transition into adulthood, never give them tools, never seek professional counseling, never force them into responsibility. And so they allow their friends to just sit around these these deadhead drug-taking, marijuana-smoking kids, they just sit around and stare at each other and listen to music, and they never really get into life. And it is so sad. But it's out there, and this is the way it goes. You know, there's a point at which you can uh, stop physically developing, but when you're an officially an adult uh, you know, when you're officially an adult, your body will mature to adult, no, despite what your brain does. But your brain may not necessarily get there at the same time. You know, so skeletal maturity depends on what part of the skeleton you're examining. You know, the wisdom teeth typically emerge at 17 to 21. You know, uh, um, bones, hand, wrist, uh, often used to determine age and maturity at different rates. Um. You know, the carpals in the hand are developed around 13 to 14. So, what I'm trying to say is different parts of the body mature at different times. So, you know, the, the collarbone actually does not mature until between 20 to 35 years old. And here, look around at all the athletes we have out there playing football who uh, they don't even have a mature collarbone and they're out there beating the crap out of each other. It's pretty amazing to me. You know, chronological age is not a biological marker. So there's a continuum on all normal biological processes. So, you know, bodily transitions are of little help in defining what an adult is. So... um, You know, it's funny because high school and and college graduations are ceremonies designed to flip the switch, flip the tassel, and for sometimes hundreds of people at once, but not all uh, actually have the tools to represent and be what they look like out there standing in their graduation. You know, it's amazing to me that we can just write someone off as an adult because they graduated high school. that That is not an adult, folks. You've got to get real. You've got to look around and understand where this world is headed because we are allowing children to not establish adult tools in their brain. You know, uh, what we have to look is, you know, Part of our uh, course of research, basically not my research, but the course of research that's taken uh, place over maturity, is that becoming an adult, the things that rank what is uh, the most need to be grown up is is this the sense of taking responsibility for yourself? That is huge. When a child can begin to take responsibility for theirself and start making inde- independent decisions and and start becoming financially independent. That means they're willing to step into adult maturity, and that's huge. And that is the, where you begin as a parent guiding your child. And the earlier you do that, the faster the adult brain forms. You know, and that means they have a better chance at being successful in college. So it isn't just passing high school that you want to gear your child toward. It is also maturity that you want to gear your children towards. And so, uh, you know, in the late teen years and the early 20s are probably the best time to explore. And that's fine for them to be experiential learners. That's what you want out of your children. It's huge. And and they will make mistakes. And yes, their brain's not fully formed, but it forms by its environment and it forms by what it's reacting to. So we want to support that as parents. All right. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, friendships changing in adult life. Uh, immaturity at work and how that can affect a person's development and then the immaturity in relationships and how to indicate to yourself whether you have an adult that you are trying to be in a relationship with all right take a quick break we're going to come back
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about transitioning from childhood to adulthood. And, uh, you know, as you move into adulthood, uh, basically friendships change. The, The negotiation of feeling accountable and responsible With the other lens of people endorsing and validating your point of view, having children is one thing that seems to both make you feel and act like an adult, yet other people, uh, it doesn't. So, you know, having children and having friendships oftentimes change because having children or getting married your friends begin to see who you are as an adult. They see you starting to take responsibility for life and how you take responsibility for life, and they begin to gauge whether or not you fit into their life because if your immaturity level is way below theirs, they may begin to lose their affinity for you because you no longer complement each other. And so many people that are very close friends at a young age once they enter to adult life, like getting married or getting into a long-term relationship, having children, having a job, becoming more serious about their life, entering college, they lose that friendship and sometimes it never comes back because one may move a lot faster than the other does. And so, you know, people that live in an adult life have a very challenging time if they have very immature friends. You know, it's, it's really important in our, in our society for us to be able to have friends that are very close to where we are in maturity and adult maturity and responsibility so that we can continue to develop. You know, a lot of people that will find themselves with friends that are stuck in drugs and alcohol or never pursue an education, have no motivation, are basically living at home. Well, those folks are better off being friends with each other that do that kind of crap than an adult who is trying to move on into their life having friends like that because what you'll end up doing is being the place they go when mom and dad no longer want them living at their house. They end up living in your house and corrupting your life and your maturity level and your sense of responsibility and your ability to grow. And so hanging on to friends who are immature when you're moving into adulthood is never a good idea developmentally for you. It does you more damage than it can possibly do you good. In life, You want to find like-to-like friends, meaning friends that are at the stage of life you are or maybe one step beyond where you are so that you have mentors and a place to go and it gives you a sense of how they did it and how you can do it. How you can become financially responsible, how you can make more decisions, how you can get a a partner that is mature and responsible and and shares a life with you, how you can have a very strong sexual chemistry, how you can experience vacations and holidays at your own home, how you can begin to have a life where you're paying a mortgage, where you actually have your own car, where you're maybe even working for yourself. These are things that we do in adult life, and these are grand gestures to people who just sit at home living with their parents and never transition into adult life. You know, uh, many people in adult life, once again, understand that it is a continuum. It's a continuous process. There is no final point when you are, okay, I am absolutely an adult, a lot of people continue to mature in different areas of their life and never complete themselves as an adult. Um, you know, the, the what I'm trying to say is they may be immature about their emotions, but they may be living an adult life and taking responsibility. They have a job, but they treat their family like crap and they don't really understand how to communicate emotions. Well, that means they're still maturing as an adult. and And that is an understanding that we all have to come to uh, to understand. Also, people, you know, people think completely different from a financial perspective. If you have three months income in the bank And you're able to pay all your bills for the next three months, you think a lot differently as an adult than you do when you live paycheck to paycheck. You know, it is very stressful for people to live paycheck to paycheck because all of a sudden, your employer, uh, people in your life, your customers, whatever it is, become very, very powerful and dictate your life. You're very vulnerable. And so people are very insecure when they're financially unstable. And, and what people don't understand is how important it is to have money in the bank to provide you security. You know, folks, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. Finance is the way that a person survives. That is it. We're not in a bartering society here in the United States or in any uh, first world country. You know, maybe in third world countries, they barter and trade and do all that kind of stuff, but, but mostly... Most of this world operates off of commerce. And so if you don't take finances seriously, you're really not fully an adult yet. Your brain isn't formed and you really should not be operating a family. You need to get into an adult life. If you have responsibilities, you need to get serious about your finances. And if you can't do it, get somebody who can. But you're an adult. If you have a functioning brain... Grow up and learn how to do a checkbook. Grow up and learn how to pay a bill. Grow up and learn how to run a budget. Because all of us have to do that in this adult life to survive. We're not living in the jungle anymore. You know, it is very important for uh, people to play also. And that is not immaturity. And, and play means that you know that what you do during that time is fun and playful and laughing and having a good time. We all need to play. Some people can only play on the weekends based on their jobs. Some people can play at night. But play means that you laugh and have fun. And you laugh at yourself. You don't laugh at other people. You laugh at yourself. Because you, yourself, are the best treasury of comic material there possibly is. Especially people that take themselves too serious. They're actually the funniest people. Uh, they have more material than everybody else because they take themselves so serious. You know, So it's very important as an adult to be able to laugh at yourself because it gets you perspective and it helps you learn how to grow and it helps you to learn how to what is adult and what is an adult. And, and just comparing the two in your adult life compared to your child life, and some people have both going on at the same time, we're able to gauge where we're at maturity-wise. So a sense of humor means that you're humble. And you're willing to laugh at yourself and you're willing to understand that there's still parts of you that is not fully developed. And that is not a bad thing. That's just human understanding. All right. So, what is immaturity at work? Well, employers need to understand this, but people also need to understand it from the outside in. You know, immaturity at work can destroy a person's life, once again, because our life is based on finances. So, uh, somebody that 's immature at work is somebody that's being unresponsive where they fail to answer emails calls uh making or gaining feedback, answering uh, problems you know addressing problems that you know getting to the elephant in the room. you know these people tend to avoid conflict in uncomfortable situations. well, that tells you that they're immature because guess what folks if you 're going to be in a relationship of any kind, meaning including a re- employer a partner you're married to, a long-term relationship, a child, you're going to have to know how to do conflict. And, and conflict does not mean that you're yelling and screaming and becoming aggressive. What conflict is, is you're willing to state your emotions. You know, I'm frustrated with you. I'm angry with you. You know, I, I need to get this resolved because this is doing this. Staying calm, staying flat, staying, staying very, very assertive rather than aggressive It is how you do conflict. And if you learn how to do that as an adult, you will feel like an adult. But if you do conflict as a Broadway production with lots of tone and and lots of uh, verbosity and lots of uh, uh, physical movement, you're basically showing yourself to be very immature. You're not yet in your adult life. So, you know, assertive is flat and straight. All you have to do is speak to your emotions. You don't have to demonstrate them. And that's what an adult is. And you have a right to tell someone how to talk to you. If someone's going to talk to you with verbosity and tone, tell them, I do conflict like this, flat and straight. If you can do that with me, we can be peaceful. I can hear everything you have to say. And I'm willing to hear everything you have to say. But when you're doing all this Broadway production, I'm really not there yet. Do you need a timeout? If you need a timeout, let's take a half hour, come back, and let's do it again. That's adult life. Immaturity at work is somebody that blames. You know, that's your whiners. And the whiners will suck the soul straight out of your body because they love to blame everybody else. There's some people that just live in this perpetual victim mode of viewing themselves as a victim of life. Well, that's a child, folks. That is a child. You know, that is immaturity. That means they're not yet into their adult life. And, uh, you know, if they can't say I statements like I did this, I did that, you know, this is what happened and this is what I did to contribute to that, then what they are doing is they're taking, being a part of the solution rather than the problem. Victims are always pointing, you or they did this to me. And when you hear people that do, you did this to me or they did this to me, and never say an I statement, that means they are victims, that means they are immature, that means that they're not fully formed as adult human beings. Uh, Also, people that don't keep promises, you know, these are are, uh, basically a professional expectation that all people are expected to do. Yet people fail to do this all the time. They make promises and they know they can't keep it, uh, which causes problems for everybody else because let's say you forget to mop the floor at night after your store is closed. And uh, the next morning, somebody comes in and they've got to do it for you. Well, That creates a lot of problems and we live in a society and so when you work, you work in a social situation, it impacts your customers, it impacts the people you work with and you have to understand if you don't take responsibility, that means you're adding responsibility to someone else. Also, politics. Politics is huge, you know, despite the dysfunctional nature of its behavior It is persuasive. People get promoted based on who they know rather than what they know. And so, politics is about overpowering other people and being convincing to other people about your truth rather than the truth. And the truth is usually gray. And if people are using information to influence other people but negating to mention information, what they're doing is saying that they're political, That means they're choosing how to be perceived and what they are about is more important than the organization that they work for. And so you have to watch out. And that is a very poor leader, by the way. Being fake. You know, fakeness is an ego-based person. Somebody who uh, basically criticizes other people for what they do but fail to address that they do the same thing as these other people they criticize. You know, fake people are are uh, they lie which, which is bad. They reject uh, an basically uh political correctness. They they speak, you know, their mind and they say exactly what they think, but they stop they you know, they act like they are somebody uh, above or beyond other people, or they act like they're below other people. They, they they position themselves and they define who they are. I'm like this, I'm like that, I'm shy, or I'm overbearing, or I'm over and I know I have this problem, blah, 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 but they never address the problem. They're basically a shell of a person that they've personified. They continue to define who they are, addressing that they know they have these behaviors, but never doing anything about them. Also, people that are immature at work put profit ahead of their customers. You know, if people are all about gouging people for everything they can get, they are very immature because they're not looking out for the long term. If you're dealing with customers, they know when they've been gouged and they will not come back unless they get great quality with being gouged. And if you're not delivering quality and you're asking for a high price, you're just greedy and that is immature. Also, uh, you know, poor uh, communication is something that employers look for. You have to be an expert at communication. That means you have to understand everybody's truths. And the deal is the best customer at work that you will ever have is the one that is yelling and screaming at you because they're telling you how bad they need you. The person that walks away and never says anything, that person will likely never come back. So uh, lying and stealing is immaturity at work, not giving 100%, being thin-skinned, the, and defensive, that is huge. These are immaturities. So how do you identify somebody that is immature in a relationship? The, um, they're, they're, they're unable to tell the difference between having a disagreement and having a fight. That is huge. Uh, they're uninterested in, each, in your problems. They're uh, making relationship competitive uh, instead of whose needs are more important than the other person's needs. Another marker of somebody that's immature in a relationship is an inability to balance romance and realism. Uh, so that means they'd rather you spend thousands of dollars on some impulse and then be broke. And they don't really care how it affects you. Uh, being able, unable to forgive is a, str- a tr- very strong indicator that you're with somebody that's immature. Um, somebody that's keeping score, that means they are very unforgiving. They're not ready for a relationship. Not not bringing up things when they're a problem. Not addressing uh, what is bugging you. Uh, you know, if you're in a relationship, you wouldn't be bringing something up in the relationship if it didn't have to do with the relationship. But what people do is they take it personal. They take criticisms personal because they look at it as, you're blaming me. Rather, we're trying to solve a problem in the relationship. They, they also, uh, people that are immature in a relationship have the inability to balance work and life and they have an unwillingness to tolerate differences. These are things that you always want to look for in a person. And and immature parents are people that throw temper tantrums. They don't know how to deal with their emotions. They, they uh, go smoothly only when they're the center of attention. They don't give rational or empathetic responses. They can be emotionally hungry and, and their needs and feelings aren't heard or validated. They go crazy. And they found themselves acting like an adult very early. These are signs that you have an immature parent in the house. All right. That's our show. The next show is when to stop parenting your children. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback. DRGBMFT at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at DRGBMFT. Remember, sarcasm is a person's natural response to stupidity. Also, You're only young once, but you can be immature forever. That's our show. Thanks for listening.
1: That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.